Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. This week, part three of folk music and jazz, starting with a song that probably isn't traditional, as it was supposedly composed in 1933, but it seems to have gone through an oral tradition in many countries under different names. I learned it in school as Meadowlands. It's apparently a Russian tune, and here's a version from 1967 by pianist Jan Johansson. It's from an album of Russian folk songs called Jazz Pa Riska, which uh, translates as Jazz in Russia. They call the tune Step Min Step. Swedish pianist Jan Johansson.
Step Min Step, a.k.a. Meadowlands, from a Swedish album of Russian songs, Jan Johansson, piano, with George Reitel on bass, and Egil Bop Johansson on drums. No idea who's playing the horn at the end. Let's stay with Swedish musicians. Sven Asmussen, a Swedish jazz violinist who played in that swing style with some similarities to Stefan Grappelli, died in 2018 at the age of 100. He put together an album with Jan Johansson of Hungarian folk music. He was also quite the entertainer and singer. And here's a track from 1952, Svensk Radio in Stockholm. This is the old American folk song of Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. And the guitarist here is none other than Jorgen Engman, a man who had a hit recording in the 1960s, early 1960s, covering a Shadows tune called Apache, Sven Asmussen. Hallelujah, I'm a Bum.
jazz violinist and vocalist Sven Asmussen from 1952 Svensk Radio Stockholm. Let's now combine the lead artist of the first tune with that of the second tune from an album called Hungarian Folk Songs or Jazz Pa Ungerska. This is pianist Jan Johansson with violinist Sven Asmussen. Bera and Flika translates as Just a Girl. From 1968, features the great Palais Danielson on bass and Egil Johansson on drums. Jan Johansson and Sven Asmussen. One of the most influential guitarists of all time was inspired by traditional music. I'm talking about the Belgian Romani guitarist 
Django Reinhardt, who despite losing the use of his fourth and fifth finger of his left hand due to a fire at age 18, was able to develop a guitar style that so many guitarists try to imitate. He initially played traditional Romani music, popular songs of the day, and some classical, and in the late 1920s and early 30s discovered American jazz. So all these things were incorporated into his music. Here's a 1940 recording of a traditional Russian tune, Dark Eyes, or the French title, Les Yeux Noirs, Django Reinhardt. Reinhardt with dark eyes. While still staying with traditional music and jazz, I'm going to switch the mood dramatically. Albert Eiler, spelled A-Y-L-E-R, was best known as a free jazz saxophonist, singer, and composer. Listen to this.
traditional African-American spiritual down by the riverside. Albert Eiler with Carl Cobbs on piano, bassist Henry Grimes and drummer Sonny Murray from Eiler's Swing Low Sweet Spiritual album of 1964. Staying with spirituals, here's a traditional tune that was first sung by African-Americans in slavery, first published in 1901. It's believed that the song was associated with the Underground Railroad, a network of secret routes and safe houses used by slaves in the United States to find freedom. Interestingly, it became an instrumental pop hit in 1966 for pianist, for jazz pianist Ramsey Lewis, credited to Lewis's composer. I'm going to play his hit version from the 45 RPM recording, which is 23 seconds shorter than the LP version, by the way. I'll follow it with an arrangement by a great Canadian singer, instrumentalist, and poet, Glenn Copeland, a.k.a. Beverly Glenn Copeland. Wade in the Water.
of Wade in the Water, the Ramsey Lewis Trio, then Canada's Glenn Copeland. Here's something from what is probably the first jazz album that I thought was jazz that I ever bought, even though Don Shirley never considered himself to be a jazz pianist. The album's called Waterboy, the title tracks an American traditional song based on the call of Waterboy, Where Are You Hiding? He combines his song with another traditional song, Take This Hammer. 
It's a Don Shirley trio with Ken Fricker on bass and Yuri Tot cello. First recorded in 1960. Thank you. 
Don Shirley Trio, Waterboy. Now for a folk song where we do know who wrote it. It's from an album called These Are My Roots, Clifford Jordan Plays Lead Belly from 1965. Most of the tunes that the folk singer Lead Belly sang and wrote came from traditional sources, but were more or less recompositions. Good Night Irene was a bit different because it was first published in 1886 by a man named Gussie Lord Davis. Leadbelly, real name Hootie Ledbetter, states that he had been singing the tune as early as 1908 in a form that he'd learned from his uncle Terrell. And there was discovered an earlier recording by another uncle, Bob Ledbetter, who claimed that he had also learned it from Terrell. The version we most often hear and sing now was a commercial pop hit by the Weavers, and they sanitized the line of I'll get you in my dreams to I'll see you in my dreams and omitted some of Leadbelly's edgy lines, such as If Irene ever leaves me, I'm going to take morphine and die. Now back to this Clifford Jordan album. I listened to most of it, and frankly, the very simple and repetitive melodies of those lead belly slash traditional tunes, in my opinion, don't really lend themselves well to jazz. But I think Goodnight Irene is an exception, and I quite like what he's done with it. The soloing starts with the trombone of Julian Priester, then the trumpet of Roy Boros, with Richard Davis's bass providing a very interesting and weird background, along with Albert Heath's drums. Then Clifford Jordan comes in with his tenor saxophone, followed by an amazing Richard Davis bass solo. Good night, Irene. Clifford Jordan plays Lead Belly. Thank you. 
from 1965's Clifford Jordan Plays Lead Belly, Good Night Irene. Coming up next is an album that I'd love to find the original. In 1962, a comedian named Alan Sherman released an album called My Son the Folk Singer, where he parodied a lot of old folk songs, adding various Yiddish references. So drummer Shelley Mann followed suit and released an album of jazz renditions of old Jewish and Israeli songs and called it My Son the Jazz Drummer. Playing with him are Shorty Rogers on trumpet and fuglehorn, Teddy Edwards tenor sax, Victor Feldman on piano, Al Viola doing some great guitar stuff, and Monty Budwig on bass. Here's an arrangement by Lenny Nyhaus. It's uh, their version of the very traditional Hava Nagila.
I so much liked what I heard of that Shelly Mann album, My Son the Jazz Drummer, that I ordered a CD version of it, even if for some reason they changed the name of it to Steps to the Desert. Yuck. Maybe the powers that be felt that too many people wouldn't get the in-joke of My Son the Jazz Drummer. But as much as I liked those particular adaptations of traditional songs, I disliked most of this next one. One of the all-time great saxophonists whose name doesn't come up all that often is Harold Land. He played with the great Clifford Brown as well as Red Mitchell, Bobby Hutcherson, and others. He had such a muscular yet very clear tone on his tenor and nicely bridged the gap between a swing style and what is called hard bop. One of his early albums from 1963 was called Jazz Impressions of Folk Music. It featured trumpeter Carmel Jones, Jimmy Bond on bass, John Houston piano, and Mel Lee drummer. I was prepared to love the album, but listened to the whole thing and felt a bit embarrassed by it, as those tunes, to my mind, just did not lend themselves to those kind of jazz arrangements. It sounds to me like they're trying too hard to make something that isn't meant to swing, swing but it got great ratings and reviews in all music. So see what you think. Here's their version of the Irish ballad, Foggy Foggy Dew.
the saxophone of Harold Land with Foggy Foggy Dew. The most likely composer of this next traditional English folk song is John Dowland, born in 1562, a broadside ballad by the name, and please forgive my pronunciation here because I, I can't speak Old English, but it's something like A New Northern Ditty of Ye Lady Grain Slabs was registered by Richard Jones in 1580. And Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor of 1597 has a reference to the song uh, by that name. It's been recorded by jazz artists since 1957, and Paul Desmond and John Coltrane are among the most famous who recorded it. Here's a 1970 version by the Oscar Peterson Trio with George Mraz on bass and Ray Price drops Green Sleeves.
Oscar Peterson Trio, Green Sleeves from 1970. Time for one more on this week's podcast, part three of jazz and folk music. Next week, I'll bring you the last episode of what I think is a fascinating series. Nina Simone recorded this traditional folk song originally in the mid-1950s and then re-recorded it for Phillips Records about 10 years later. Here she is on piano. The tune is believed to be of Scottish origin, and the melody that everybody sings, including Nina Simone, was written by folk music collector John Jacob Niles because he didn't like the original melody. If you want to hear the original tune, Google the title, uh, Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair, and Jean, J-E-A-N, Ritchie. Here is the Nina Simone version. And this is Larry Sabin saying bye for now. Black is the color of my true love's hair His face so soft and wondrous pale Yes, I love the ground on where he goes.